Another wonderful day here. Got a new show, actually, and an incredible guest. Talking Cannabis, here we are, Season 1, Episode 1. We have an incredible guest with us. A friend, a colleague, an incredible beacon of wisdom and clarity in today's net lease world. Barry Wolf, the leader of the Wolf Pack. Barry, how are you? Uh, good. How are you, Dan? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. I really appreciate having you on this show. We're going to have you a little later on uh, Dan on Top, so that's an exciting little two-for-one today. So first of all, I want to get just jump right in here. Tell us a little bit about Barry Wolf. Tell us about the Wolf Pack, and, and then, then we'll jump right into uh, to this green gold, to the cannabis rush. No, I've been on the brokerage side, brokerage business for 20 years, was an attorney for eight years before that, and do single-tenant net lease trades all over the country, and fortunately, I've been staying very, very busy. Yeah, I can tell you have. I've seen you all over LinkedIn. I've seen your listings popping up everywhere, which is, is incredible, so kudos on that. Let's talk a little bit about cannabis, my friend. I'll be honest with you. I always knew you as the net lease pro, as the net lease broker. Saw your listings for quick service restaurant and tire stores all over the country. And then all of a sudden, one day, you popped up on our thread about cannabis and about a roundtable and said, hey, guys, I want to talk about it, too. So so talk a little bit. Tell us about Barry Wolf and, and his engagement and interaction with cannabis. I just saw the potential a couple of years ago. Had been working with a couple of different groups uh, in the sector. It's the legal in Florida. Uh, it's not recreational, but it's medical use in Florida. And I've been talking with several groups and saw the opportunity, saw what was coming with uh, with cannabis, uh, recreationally and medicinally, and saw potential in the brokerage business. So I've been you know, working with a lot of folks in the sector for a couple of years now. Okay, excellent. And most of the products that you're selling, are those dispensaries or those provisioning centers or those different types of retail? Tell us a little bit about that, Barry. They've been uh, medical marijuana dispensaries in Florida largely, and now we've got one in Gaithersburg, Maryland, just outside of D.C. as well with, a, uh, again, medicinal marijuana tenant, Cura Leaf. Okay, very nice, very nice. And how many locations does Cura Leaf have? They've got, I think it's about 83 locations and oh, growing wow. aggressively. So, no, it's one of the leaders in Florida. They're right there with True Leaf. True Leaf is probably... Arguably the leader in Florida, but Cureleaf is is right there with them. And I'd say those are the top two players in the state of Florida right now. Very nice. 83 and growing. All right. So question, are all 83 of those units under the entity that's on the lease? Uh, yes, I believe so. So operating under the brand Cureleaf. Okay, very nice. Very nice. And now is this a sale leaseback transaction? It is not. No, it's not. Okay. Very interesting. Now, let me ask you another question. I'm just, my gears are spinning. You know, this is super exciting to me. I've been in this space for a long time, something I'm passionate about and, and I find very fascinating. So you've got a rent roll, right? You've got money that's coming into this business. If, if, if myself as an investor or myself as a broker representing an investor, if I'm going to look at this deal, I want to know what my net operating income is, right? So how are you going to let me know what this property is cash flowing? Well, it's the rent. I mean, it's a single tenant property. So we've got one tenant, one income stream. So pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty simple in reality. Uh, they're paying X, you know, 150000 a year in rent, let's say. There's your, yeah, that's your NOI. So really couldn't be a whole lot simpler, really. What about in terms of, of setting that, that rent? Were there any considerations as to the tenant sales at this location? They, I mean, these are all brand new locations. So that, again, that was also done by the developer, by our okay. client. So I was not involved in that component or that aspect of it. Okay. Uh, but these are all brand new locations. 
Gotcha. So gotcha. they have a pretty good feel of the tenant, how they're going to perform. That's all part of it, certainly. I see. I understand. Okay, fa- fascinating. And um, these locations that you that you that you're listing and that you've sold, this is an actual dispensary where patients with medical Correct. cards can come yeah. in and purchase. Yeah, you've got to have a medical card exactly to get in there. Well, to to purchase. Okay. And any concerns with the potential buyer in terms of now they're collecting rent from a tenant who has a business that's uh, quote unquote federally illegal? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's investor to investor. I mean, is it fit for everybody, or is every investor looking at this and you know willing to do it? No, they're not. Uh, but no, I mean, I think for the right buyer, they they understand it. They see the opportunity that we see in it, as it's a growing business, a growing sector. Definitely, uh, a but growing no, it's business. not everybody. And there are certainly some buyers that have you know have those concerns. I don't, I, I don't feel that way personally. I think this is moving 180 miles an hour in the other direction, where towards federally federal legalization or recreational use in in these particular states but i mean it's it's not for everybody i acknowledge that and what kind of cap rate are you putting on properties like this barry uh we've traded two of them so far uh one at a seven one at a seven one five and we've got another one hopefully going to contract here in the next couple of days uh right at a seven cap as well wow that's super exciting now do you see a transition of your specific business more into the dispensary and cannabis related uh, assets it's just part of what we do i mean I, I i sell a lot of qsrs a lot of taco bells dunkin donuts panera it's just one component of it so no i mean i am i shifting my business to all being medical marijuana or recreational marijuana no but it's it's definitely just part of what we do and you're always looking for opportunities new new uh ventures that are out there and that's one that i've been watching for a couple of years but now is it i'm not giving up the the rest of what we do as well that you know we've been very successful with over the years gotcha okay fantastic well what is it that excites you about the cannabis space in commercial real estate i it's something that's new and i also see the potential of it uh i think it's a it's got a lot of actual legitimate medicinal uses uh, i mean i've seen a lot of stories Folks that were, you know, have Parkinson's that were suffering from seizures on a daily or hourly type basis that marijuana is able to help them with their their life. I mean, actually their quality of life or people have migraines or I mean, there's legitimate uses. I'm not just looking at this as, you know, from a customer saying, well, how does somebody go get high or gets uh, from that standpoint? It's it legitimately has a lot of you know fantastic medical uses. I truly believe if marijuana were discovered today, if some drug company, if Pfizer just all of a sudden discovered marijuana and it didn't have the connotations from the 60s and the 70s that it has, I think it'd be the one you'd be hailed as a wonder drug. I really do believe. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with you, Barry. And just to echo some of your points, I personally am very passionate about cannabis. And I believe that that cannabis, whether it be some of the other cannabinoids, the lesser known CBDs, CBG, CBNs, um, or, or even the, the, the THC, the devil THC, right? There are incredible, incredible medicinal benefits to, to these uh, cannabinoids. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. You know, I've, I've, I've worked with people who do have migraines, as you've mentioned, and they have specific strains. In fact, there's a strain called Headband, very popular here in Detroit, mm-hmm. that literally the user will feel a sensation as if there's a, a band across their head. That oh, wow. can be synthesized into oils, into tinctures, into different 
you know, non-smokable uh, methods of, of ingestion, if, if that's what the user prefers. And I, I've witnessed firsthand friends and family members who have gone from a migraine a week that was debilitating where they couldn't work to migraine-free for three or six months. It's really incredible. Um, we'll see I see the same with I say you see the same with Parkinson's disease. I mean, people that are, I've seen stories that, you know, kids that have seizures literally every three minutes throughout the day that are debilitating and they go on different strains or on medical marijuana and it either spreads them out dramatically or eliminates them. I mean, you're talking about tremendous changes in lifestyle, not to mention, you know, seizures umpteen times a day is, is obviously very, very detrimental to your brain and your functioning and long-term prognosis. So if you can level those out, out or eliminate, I mean, we're talking about life, you know, changes in lifestyle and life expectancy in reality. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've seen it also for uh, Crohn's disease or different stomach ailments. There are compounds that are not, they're, they're non-psychoactive, meaning they don't activate, you know, certain uh, like mind-altering altering states that THC does, and they still have incredible benefits to people suffering from chronic conditions that do affect right. the quality of life. So it's really incredible, and right. I agree with you, Barry. I, I don't think many people have said what you said on this show just now, which is that were cannabis to be discovered and brought into the limelight today, as opposed to when it was quite a while ago, I think that it would be viewed differently. And I think that we really need to reframe how we look at this plant, because at the end of the day, everything that's out there, there's a potential for use, for abuse, for benefit, for therapy, et cetera, et cetera, just to be used properly. So I want to encourage all the viewers to keep your eyes open to watch out not only for the opportunity from a financial or a brokerage or a real estate and investment perspective, but also from, from a societal perspective, from a medicinal perspective. And I personally believe, Barry, that this green gold rush has the opportunity to create a lot of jobs and really help this economy. And certainly a lot of tax revenues on top of that, too. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. I actually, I yeah. was speaking with a friend, Jason Klimek, um, from uh, Boylan Code, works with, uh, with our good friend, our mutual friend, Jamie, just about an hour ago. Uh, you know, New York had some incredible news. They're actually going to be approving uh, a cannabis in part of their uh, tax bill. Just announced it, I believe, yesterday. And uh, a part of that is they've got a $15 billion tax deficit, and they're looking at cannabis to be a source of potential uh, tax revenue, which is huge, as long as it's done yeah. within moderation, right? Right. Agreed. Yeah. I think we'll see that in a lot of jurisdictions. Absolutely. We will. Certainly. Certainly. So let me ask you something, Barry. First of all, it's great to see you, man. It's great to interact. I'm really yeah. glad that, that we've met. T- tell everybody, first of all, how did we meet? I got on LinkedIn. I mean, if I think correctly, yeah. I mean, met a lot of different folks like you and others um, through LinkedIn, through just being active on there. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it. It's always fun to go toe to toe with you and some of the other guys and girls, some of us, we agree on certain things in, in net lease or in brokerage or investment or in, in philosophy. And sometimes we don't. And that's the beauty is we can share Agreed. our views and, and really collaborate. Some friendly banter. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes some corny dad jokes, but that works too, right? Yeah. So let me ask you another question. There's a lot of viewers that are interested in cannabis and interested from a variety of different perspectives, some of them as investors or some of them as potential cultivators, uh, maybe even brokers that are interested what advice do you have for people viewing in terms of, of getting into this space? What, what things should they keep in mind? I, from an investor standpoint or? From any uh, investor, broker, cultivator, whatever. You I take just, it and go with it. Yeah, I think just understanding it. I mean, understand the pros, the challenges. I mean, it is federally illegal. So something to keep in mind. I mean, I'm, I don't have any fears myself. I'm going to be 
you know, hauled off to, to jail working in these deals by any stretch, but it is, it does have some uh, impacts to the fact that it is federally illegal um, from a financing standpoint. There are certainly challenges on the debt side uh, where they can be located. So there's just, there's those aspects of it. I think just understanding and, and recognizing that and, you know, also realizing it's not the perfect fit for everybody. Yeah, frankly, neither is a Taco Bell. So right. um, nothing's right for everybody in reality. I'm, I'm a big believer of that. Yeah, and I think that's one of the beauties of what you do, Barry, is that you've got products to offer people of many different walks of the investment life. And as you said, you know, a Taco Bell might be for one guy or gal and not for another, and a cannabis dispo might be for one person and not for the other. Yeah, so you mentioned, yeah. You mentioned uh, challenges in financing. Talk to me about that because that's very fascinating. Well, again, it's federally illegal. So generally speaking, any FDIC insured bank uh, that's governed under the federal regulations is not will not touch these deals uh, for the most part. Uh, so you rule out a significant portion of the, the banks out there. There are some um, community banks, some state chartered banks. Some, um, uh, so there are a few different options that are out there, life companies as well, uh, credit unions, perhaps. So there's some options, but it's it's not as easy as again going and getting debt on a Taco Bell. The leverage is also generally going to be a little bit more conservative. The rates are generally higher. Uh, it's going to be full personal recourse more than likely. So uh, just a, a lot of challenges on the debt side. But there are you know, a few options we've uncovered out there. Yeah, absolutely. Beyond right. hard money. Right, and I think that people should keep in mind there's actually a credit union locally. I was just speaking with Joe Lopez from Encore Real Estate Investment Services. Uh, yesterday, he was telling me about a credit union, literally in my backyard, that does a, quite a bit of lending for cannabis. Uh, credit unions yeah. are not subject to some of the same you know, FDIC and government regulations that other major banks are, so that's good to keep in mind. And then you know, there's also venture capital funds. I know you and I have talked about a good friend of mine who was on, on my other show, on Dan on Top, episode two, I believe, Jacob Fiore, who's running High Returns, which is a VC fund, a venture capital fund specifically for cannabis. So there's options out there. Correct. I mean, it's going to be more costly if you're private equity. You're talking, you know, probably a few points. You're talking a higher rate. So there's, you know, there's that component of it to take into account. But the cap rates are typically a little bit higher than, you know, again, that say that Taco Bell or the QSR deal. You're probably somewhere in the sevens potentially, uh, depending on the location. So yeah, you know, you've got that that yield spread there that's positive as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now something just popped to my mind also just now, Barry. You know, I've I've mm-hmm. uh, I've seen my fair share of uh, of grows in, in my in my days, and uh, I'm just wondering, are, are, do you ever come across any environmental issues? Um, I'm not on the ones we're working with so far. I mean, I think like any deal, you certainly can. I mean, one positive we've seen a lot of these get backfilled by for, yeah, that are former bank branches, uh, which positively you know, they're not former gas station sites. Let's say yeah. so. I've not had that come up, not to say it's not out there. Certainly you can have that on any any deal, depending on what the situation is. But I fortunately have not had it come up just yet. That'd be kind of cool. You'd have the dispensary in the front and then the vault in the back to put the cash. <laughs> no, that's actually, that's one of the reasons they like the former bank branches. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of these, thought. it's a cash business to a large degree. So now the vault is uh, a very real attribute of the former bank branches. Certainly, I mean, that's, that's for real. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, Barry... 
Thank you again so much. This has been a lot of fun. You've shed a lot of light onto kind of a, of a murky, smoky, ethereal concept for a lot of people. So I really appreciate that. Before we close, any questions for me or any last things you wanted to mention to our audience? Yeah, no, I think it's just yes. Keep an eye on the sector. I mean, I it's a growing sector. It's got a lot of excitement around it, a lot of potential. I think we're going to continue to see some of these states that are going from you know illegal to medicinal to recreational eventually, and you know we may see that federally here eventually as well. So I think it's just an evolving sector that we're going to see a lot of change of excitement here in the next couple of years. Yeah, there's no question about it. It's super exciting. Here in Michigan, we've been legal on a recreate on a medicinal level, I believe, for about 12 years since 08. We just legalized rec. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, and Michigan's got amongst probably top 3 in the nation in terms of card-carrying members of the cannabis community. I'd say that five times fast. Uh, but anyway, we do. We've got cr- a great community here. We've got a, a you know, a great few cities that are backing us tremendously and I just I think that, that there's a lot to learn. I know that you're in, in, in Florida and, and, and things are different by you. We can learn from each other. We can grow together. We can and synergize. And, and again, Barry, I just I really appreciate it. Uh, before we check out here, Barry, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do so? I, I'm not. So Barry, something's happened. When it's, it's. Oh, yeah. No, no problem. So Barry, we can find Barry on LinkedIn. Barry Wolf works for Marks and Millichap. You can always reach out to me if you want his contact information as well. Barry, again, thank you so much. This was an absolute pleasure. Episode one, Talking Cannabis, Barry Wolf. What a great experience. Barry, thanks again for joining us. Appreciate you. We'll see you guys soon.